Hello, Bob here. Just wanted to let you know that the episode you are about to listen to is a little different, even for me. It's basically some random thoughts that I've uh, recorded over the last couple of months. And it could be called maybe catching up with the current goings-on at DC. Or maybe more aptly titled The Ramblings of a Frustrated Superman Fan. This is an unscripted show of thoughts regarding the current Superman comics. And a few other things, some good stuff too. And if you stick around towards the end of the episode, uh, I talk about one of my favorite Superman comics of all time. I was saving it for that, but then because of the new depowered Superman coming up, uh, I thought maybe I would do a little brief talk about that particular comic. So towards the end, we'll talk about that. So, if you're ready, hold on, here we go. Superman Forever Radio, episode 92, catching up with DC Comics. Than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. People can leave tall buildings at a single bound. The incident of Ship Town is now the man of steel. Superman! Hello and welcome to the Superman Forever radio podcast. My name is Bob Fisher. This is a show where I talk about Superman from 1938 to the present. Comic books, radio, TV, movies. If it's about Superman, at some point in time I'll probably get around to talking about it. Thank you for downloading and listening. This particular episode is is some catching up to do. Um, I kind of took the month of April and it looks like now most of May off from doing the podcast. And I must be honest, I was in kind of a funk. I was trying to find, you know, a positive way to talk about Superman. Uh, I'm not real happy right now with the way DC is treating our favorite hero. And unfortunately, I kind of let that, you know, get to me. I want this to be a positive show about Superman, a celebration, if you will, about Superman. And over the last couple of months, it's been a little difficult with what I feel DC is doing with the character uh, to come on and talk about uh, positive Superman, because I don't just always want to stay in the Silver Age, my favorite time period when comics were fun and Superman and his crew of cast of characters got into some wacky, crazy things. Uh, I don't always just want to fall back on on uh, the, the the Silver Age. I want to also get into some of the modern stuff. And as a comic book fan, there is a lot of really cool stuff going on, obviously. If you're a Marvel fan, you're having some really good movies to see. We did go to see Age of Ultron and enjoyed it. So, you know, 
this is a good time to be a comic book fan because the movies, they're just movies coming out. We actually have choices of movies. You can actually think now, well, you know, uh, I think I'll wait and not see that movie and just go see this one. We can actually do that. There was a time when, if it was a superhero movie, you went because that was it. You had your option. That was going to be your shot for that possible decade. Now, there are a lot of superhero, both movies and TV shows, that are just knocking it out of the ballpark. Absolutely knocking it out of the ballpark. And not only Marvel movies, but uh, DC TV. Um, I, I, I am just having a blast with all of their shows. And I do mean all of them. I, I, I had, there's none of them that I just think, wow, that really sucked. And that goes for all of them. Gotham, The Flash, of course, is just <laughs> out freaking standing. It is an amazing TV show based on uh, a comic book character. Because it's not based on a single comic book. It is based on a character. But in their TV universe, DC is just... And probably because of the success of The Flash. They have just opened their arms wide and said, Hey... Here's some of our characters that we enjoy having fun with. And because of The Flash being so successful, and whether you like Arrow or not, I'm still hooked on Arrow. I still like Arrow. I don't know where they're going to take this character. And unlike uh, Superman, where I get a little more uptight when they start doing really off-the-wall, taking the character away from the basic guy, uh, you know, maybe it's because I am too close to Superman. I'm invested in him. And when they totally change, and I'll get into this in a second, but when they totally change his character... I, you know, I have a problem, but I'm, a, I'm you know, with Arrow, uh, he's gone through a lot from being a very violent guy to still being violent, but being more of a nice guy. And some of the crossovers with The Flash have been outstanding. But all of these shows, like I said, Gotham, then Flash on Tuesday, Wednesday is Arrow. I, I was really liking Constantine. I think Constantine was starting to get on its feet, but that got canceled. So they really need a, a better way to figure out ratings on these things. Uh, Constantine, I'm hoping uh, maybe the CW or somebody will pick that up. I think it was just starting to get its legs and get going, and now it's gone. But anyway, right now, comic book fans should be really, really, really happy because we're starting to see live action, and we're seeing, live action movies are planned all the way through 2020. And uh, speaking of the movies, let's talk trailers now just for a second couple of trailers have come out that have just been well i don't want to put an adjective to them yet i'll just call them trailers one of them for batman v superman dawn of justice and as usual the internet split into two parts i am still looking forward to this movie i'm still trying to avoid as many spoilers as possible but i um, uh, of course did watch the, the the trailer that was released and thought it was pretty cool. Uh, Kim and I watched it at the same time. I showed it to Kim uh, on the screen. She said, wow, they're really serious about this, aren't they? I mean, yeah, they really are. This is, uh, you know, I think history in the box office will show one way or the other how successful DC is with the the, the tone, the theme, the, the way they're going about their movie universe. Because obviously they're well into production. The thing is already shot. It's post-production. They can't change now uh, what they had planned for Batman v Superman. And, and I'm not sure they want to. They have plans. The movies are set 
for Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, then a Justice League movie. Leading up to a lot of they released another schedule showing them all. Uh, I didn't see The Man of Steel 2 in there anywhere in their schedule. So this brings me to a little little bit of, uh, of, of a quandary that I'm going to throw out here. It's my speculation because here's a rumor. I know I don't follow rumors. I just said I don't follow this stuff, but something came across Facebook and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm you know, so here's a rumor. If you don't want to hear any rumors about Batman v Superman, uh, skip ahead for 90 seconds. I'm not going to talk long on this part, but here we go. Rumor is that along with the fact that we know that Lex Luthor is going to be the main baddie here. Uh, it's been leaked on several websites, or on one website in particular, and then has been also picked up by um, uh, websites that are more trustworthy. But the rumor is that along with Lex Luthor, Doomsday will be part of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Okay, and here's the part that makes me nervous, and I'll try to get it out as quickly and as unangrily as possible uh, and with unangst ridden as possible. In the comics, Doomsday was created for one purpose and one purpose only, to kill Superman, which he did in a very famous timeline, the death of Superman in the 90s. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I suggest you Google it, the death of Superman, and then check out uh, from Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast where Michael Bailey and Jeffrey Taylor go into nth degree detail coverage of that during their great show. Check it out if you don't know what I'm talking about. But Doomsday was created to kill Superman. And since I've now seen the, the lineup of the expected movies from DC, and we don't see a Man of Steel movie listed for quite some time, we see an order of uh, the Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, then a Justice League movie. Uh, then we'll have uh, standalone movies for Wonder Woman and many other characters. I'm afraid they're going to kill Superman at the end of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And then the whole Justice League movie will be about Batman somehow assembling the Justice League to then get rid of whatever they need to do, a space villain of some kind, making that up myself. And try to revive Superman and somehow bring Superman back. But um, that's my worry. That's my worry. That with Doomsday in the movie, Batman v Superman, and Doomsday was created to kill Superman, that somehow Lex Luthor has created Doomsday, so they'll change Doomsday's history, which means they might change the whole death thing too. But my worry is that's what they're planning for this big movie thing, is to somehow redo the death of Superman. I'm a little worried about that. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But I'm not following any more rumors as if I can possibly do that. So let's move on to the other trailer that has now gotten me really excited about something that's coming up uh, this fall, obviously. It's the Supergirl first look trailer. And then they had another trailer that came right after it. This trailer for Supergirl was six minutes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so many good things about this about this six-minute trailer. I, I really couldn't find a whole lot of negative stuff to say about it. The only negative thing I could say is, well, there's a couple of things where I would have personally liked it a little better, but what they're doing looks wonderful. 
one of the problems I have is with her, with Kara's uh, secret identity. I wish they had used the name Linda instead of Kara when she's not being Supergirl. Kara should be her Kryptonian name and go along with the Kryptonian thing as Superman is Kal-El. He's not called Cal or something in his secret identity. So I would have liked them to do Linda. Uh, I would have also liked them to do, uh, you know, not the uh, Clark Kent thing with her. She needs a secret identity. I agree to that. But I'm hoping from the little clip, I don't want her to be close to the Christopher Reeve Clark Kent. It's one of my least favorite versions of Clark Kent. Uh, I don't want my Clark Kents to be bumbly, bumbly and tripping. I want George Reeves Clark Kent. Uh, so I'm hoping they make her serious. That that's not where they do comic relief is in her uh, civilian identity. Uh, the only other thing negative, really, and these are small little nitpickies here, uh, is she looked a little bit and acted a little bit too much like Felicity on, uh, on Arrow. And uh, looked a little bit like her with the big horn rim, gla- the big glasses and the ponytail uh, and some of the mannerisms. Just reminded me of Felicity. So, uh, but that's it on the negative side. I love the look. I love the costume when she came out and some really funny uh, moments there trying on the costumes and particularly the one I've been quibbling about bear midriffs for so long <laughs> i love the fact that she actually put one on and said no way i'm not fighting crime in this thing and i just i laughed out loud and the one of the final costume scenes in the trailer when she walked out in the and the guy who eventually will turn into uh well i'm not going to tell you who he's eventually going to turn out but the guy who is apparently the guy across the hall from her uh her friend and um helping her design the costume, apparently. When she stepped out and she actually had the S on for the first time. And uh, when he said, oh, S for super, like your cousin. And she turned to the mirror and said, it's not an S. It's, it's my family's symbol. Uh, I thought that was wonderful. I just, phew, thank you. Thank you. I loved the trailer. I'm looking forward to the show. Do you realize how lucky we are? This is going to be a prime time. And they have released the time. It's going to be in November, 8 o'clock Mondays. And some people are going, what? 8 o'clock Monday? That's, isn't that Gotham? Yeah, it is. Gotham is on Fox at 8 o'clock on Mondays. Supergirl will be on CBS 8 o'clock on Mondays. You know, I'd rather that not happen. I wish that weren't happening. But I think they really are. Uh, uh, two different audiences. You're gonna. You're you're not just looking at comic book nerds on this one. Um, the two shows are entirely different, and really are going to be aimed at two entire different audiences. And uh, what I'm saying is that Supergirl is going to blow Gotham out of the water as far as the ratings go. I think it just looks really good. Looking forward to seeing it. One other thing about Supergirl before I move on. Uh, right away, the boards lit up, you know, online and, oh, crossover, crossover, crossover. And, uh, uh, because they're being produced, Supergirl is being produced by the same people that produce Arrow and, uh, The Flash. So you're seeing some of the same writers, same directors, same cast, same 
behind the scenes, uh, same attitude, same feel. It's going to be wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. But right away, people started talking about crossover. And uh, I'm hoping they don't cross over for any time soon. Uh, you know, if it works, great. Uh, but if it doesn't, fine. I have no problem with her being in her own, uh, in her own world and establish, uh, establish the Supergirl character. Get her show going before you start trying to figure out how to meld it in with other characters and ongoing shows. There are some things that people are going to have to get used to. An older, sophisticated James Olsen instead of uh, a you know young, redhead, freckled boy uh, of the Daily Planet. The golly chief guy is not in the Supergirl. James Olsen this time is a former photographer of the Daily Planet, is his backstory. He's um, sophisticated, smart, has won Pulitzer Prize for his Superman photographs which he admits were posed by Superman. So he's admitting he's friends. They do some fun stuff with him already in the pilot and make it very obvious that this James Olsen is close friends with Superman. They never said, to my knowledge, the word Superman. They said, your cousin, a couple of times. In the opening, she said, you know my story, Cal. Now here's mine. People complaining about the saving of the plane scene. It was wonderful. It's kind of, that should almost be a, a rite of passage for someone in the super family. Uh, there has to be at least one thing falling from the sky that you got to stop. And uh, this one uh, was just, just terrific. Just terrific. I'm, did I tell you I'm looking forward to Supergirl? Looking forward to Supergirl. So that's some of the positive stuff that's going on in the world of Superman. And the stuff that I have no problem getting excited about and, and, and talking about. But there is some stuff that, that uh, as I mentioned, kind of bummed me out. And I'm having a problem with. And I'm going to talk about that. And try to put a positive spin as best I can on it. Because uh, right now I'm just, I'm just really not, not real happy with uh, DC Comics. And not because of what they're doing right now. And as I record this, we're in the middle of convergence. Well, actually, we're towards the end of convergence as I record this. Uh, I have not read. Uh, well, this is what I did. I read uh, Convergence Zero and One. Then read Convergence Superman One. I'm in the middle of reading Superman Two because I wanted to read them after I had them in my hand and could read them you know, as what they are, you know, little groups. I didn't want to read them weekly this time. So uh, anyway, I'll get into that with uh, Convergence and uh, the future of DC Comics and my future as a buyer of modern DC Comics right after this. Gathered together from the far reaches of the internet are assembled a network of podcasts dedicated to the first and greatest superhero, Superman. The Superman Podcast Network is dedicated to covering all aspects of the Superman legend, featuring Superman and Batman. Golden Age Superman. 
the Superman Fan Podcast. The DC Comics Presents Show. From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. It's Superman. The Schuster Herald Podcast. The Kara's World Podcast. Superman Forever Radio. Superman Lives. Up, up, and away. Cadmus to Crisis, a Superboy podcast. The Amateur Steel, a John Henry Allen's podcast. The world's best podcast. And Radio Kale from supermanhomepage.com. Join hosts Michael Bradley, John Wilson, Billy Hogan, Charlie Niemeyer, Russell Brad, Jeffrey Taylor, Michael Bailey, Scott Gardner, Sam Rizzo, Danny Sapp, Bob Fisher, Chris Moe, Mario Benessi, Drew Wintermeyer, David Byer, Matthew Epps. I'm Isaac. I'm Adam. Dave Eunice and co host Scotty V. At supermanpodcastnetwork.com. This is a job for Superman. Up, Up, and Away, the weekly podcast dedicated to anything and everything Superman. Join me, Mario Benessi, as I explore every aspect of the Man of Steel's history, from comics and movies to TV, radio, and more. It's all here on Up, Up, and Away. For more Up, Up, and Away, go to www.upupandaway.podomatic.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching Up, Up, and Away Podcast, and Mario can be contacted through Twitter at MarioFanOfSteel and through email at mbenesse94 at yahoo.com. That's B as in boy, E-N-N-E-S-E. Up, Up, and Away is a proud member of the Superman Podcast Network. Tangent, an abrupt change of course. Tangent go off suddenly in another direction or on a different line of thought. Tangent, a comic event featuring brand new characters with very familiar names. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. Lines, the DC Comics Tangent Universe podcast. Find it bi-weekly on iTunes and at greatcrypton.com. In the Tangent Universe, you only know the names. Hi, my name is Teresa. And my name is Rebecca. Do you like Supergirl? We do too. And we're super excited to bring you a fan podcast devoted to the upcoming Supergirl TV series on CBS from Greg Berlanti and Ali Adler starring Melissa Benoist as the Girl of Steel. Check in with us every week for news and discussion about the last daughter of Krypton. Supergirl Radio. Your source for all things Supergirl. Supergirl Radio. Great show. Great place to keep up with Supergirl and to actually catch up if you don't know much about Supergirl. One of the great things about that show with Rebecca Johnson and Teresa Giacino is that one of them knows Supergirl, 
the other doesn't and is learning about Supergirl as the show progresses. They do the show on a weekly basis. It's a terrific show and a great way leading up to the release of the Supergirl pilot and the premiere of the Supergirl TV show on CBS this fall. You know, I like stories about time travel, be it Doctor Who, Timey Wimey, Legion of Superheroes, even the Silver Age and Bronze Age Superman could fly through the time barrier under his own power. And right now, dear listener, you're in the midst of my own personal bit of traveling through time. For you, that last little commercial break of the trailers for podcasts that I listen to and highly recommend, for you, that was a few minutes. For me, three weeks. So, hello, time travelers. Anyway, a lot has happened in that three weeks. And I'll hit them briefly. We were talking about Supergirl before the break, during the break, and after the break, briefly, about the trailer. And shortly after the six-minute trailer dropped, a three-minute trailer also dropped that had a lot more actions of the scenes of action in it. And then, about two days after I recorded that, the full pilot was leaked. Now, I say leaked in in quotes uh, because I personally think uh, CBS, and probably not CBS uh, specifically, but the producer's people, because he also released or uh, leaked the the Flash pilot several months before it actually aired on the CW. So I think this is something they learned by doing that because Flash then did air to uh, the CW's highest ratings ever. And I think they're doing the same thing even if it's even though it's on a CBS channel and apparently there's plenty of money behind the pilot and the series. They've already bought the series. We're going to get at least X number of shows. We're going to get a season of Supergirl episodes on CBS. So Uh, Once again, I'm really thrilled. I didn't watch the pilot for about uh, 24 hours after it dropped and then decided, okay, fine, I'm going to go watch it. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to say anything other than as much as I really, 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 really liked the trailer, uh, add a little bit to that for for the pilot itself. Really liked it a lot. Boy, am I looking forward to Supergirl this fall on CBS. Something else that's about to happen, or actually by the time you hear this will have already happened, during the three weeks between the first part and this part. (laughs) Confused yet? No, this is not a Grant Morrison story. (laughs) But it could be. Nonlinear. I love nonlinear, by the way. But anyway, um, something else that's happened is that by the time you uh, have this, Action Comics number 41 will have hit the newsstands, as they say. And that kind of brings me to the topic of tonight's program. As I said early on, I haven't been real happy with, uh, with DC Comics recently. And, you know, it's not that I can even really point to a specific thing anymore and just say, oh, it's because of that. They took away the red trunks. I just can't stand it anymore. Uh, I'm out of here. 
it's it's not just that. They've been teasing us for several months with the cover of Action 41. Now, I don't have mine yet. I don't have my copy yet. haven't read it yet. But we've gotten to a point now. They have been teasing us for several months with that cover of the crew cut, really short crew cropped hair, a two-day growth, you know, the stubble beard, uh, overgrown. It really looks like he's on steroids, a little too muscular even for Superman. Uh, no cape, back to the t-shirt and jeans, okay, which I don't have a problem with t-shirt and jeans. I loved the Morrison run. Uh, anyway, uh, they've been teasing us with that cover for several months, and uh, a lot of people online have been talking about it, left and right, back and forth, hate it, love it, interested to see what happens, blah, blah, blah. Now, it has created a lot of talk. And to be quite honest with you, ordinarily, I would look at this cover and go, gee, I wonder what's going on. What's happening to Superman now? What are they going to do? And it might even be a little intrigued with the story to see what's, what, okay, what, 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 what. But to be honest, I'm not sure uh, they've earned that from me right now. Since the New 52 started, and I, and I want to be clear about it, I am not one of the guys who stood on the sideline when they started the New 52. I jumped in with them. I was right there with them. I was reading a lot of New 52 titles when it first came out for budgetary reasons and for disliking some of them and, you know, getting, you know, how it is. You read some comics and you think, wow, these are great. Others you don't. But I was, uh, I was really intrigued by what they were going to do. With the new 52. As, as we all know, though, Superman has really been hit or miss. It's been hit or miss. We've had a couple of good stories here and there. But overall, it, it's just obvious. It screams. We've got this character called Superman and we don't know what the hell to do with him. I mean, that's what it seems like particularly in the Superman title itself. Action Comics has been a wee bit more stable, but even then, not much until Greg Pak came on. And Greg Pak has been there now for uh, almost a year, I guess a year plus by now. And Greg has, has given us, I think, some of the best stories we've seen since the New 52 started. Uh, I'm on record. I loved the Grant Morrison beginning to this. I think he laid the groundwork and brought a bunch of stuff back to the character that I personally really liked. Uh, starting with the opening title that John Byrne took away. Rocketed as a baby from the exploding planet Krypton. Byrne changed that to cold parents rocketed DNA plasm from uh, okay yeah, yeah, I won't get in I won't get sidetracked on John Byrne here right now well shh, future episode coming up uh, but anyway I was on board with the new 52 but Superman as I said has been really inconsistent particularly in his own title uh, from you know the great uh, George Perez I mean it just goes on I mean I, I don't want to go through the the litany of creators that have been on to that book right up to the last with Jeff Johns jumping in saying I'm going here to save Superman and to be honest I don't want to make fun of Jeff Johns Jeff Johns Brainiac story uh, was the reason I got back into comic books I like Jeff Johns generally I loved his Aquaman uh, 
Uh, there is so much that Jeff Johns has written that I have gone, wow, I really like that. That was a good story. But not recently. And his recent story with Ulysses was just, oh, you know, ho-hum. There was, it was leading somewhere. It didn't go anywhere. And to be honest, the artwork is terrible. I don't understand John Romita Jr.'s artwork on the Superman book. I just don't get it. Because, uh, as I've said before, I'm not a Marvel guy. I didn't know anything about John Romita Jr. Uh, And when he was announced, I went to Comixology. I looked up some Marvel comics that he had drawn and thought, wow, that's not a bad Captain America. That's not a bad this or that. That's a great Spider-Man. Wow, it's okay, okay, fine. We'll see what he can do. Comes to Superman, and it's and it's like these are sketches that he has just thrown out and said, okay, here, ink and color these. Somebody else finish this. This is, uh, uh, you get the idea. It's almost like Impressionist comedy. You get the idea, yeah, I know that guy is Superman because he's got the costume of the S on, and that guy was Ulysses because he's got long blonde hair. But I couldn't pick either one of them out of the lineup, and they neither one looked the same from panel to panel. But that's beside the point we talked about. But anyway, the point is that that, that Superman has been spotty at best. And I just don't think, even with the new thing that would normally intrigue me and almost get me excited and think, wow, let's see what's happening. I don't think DC has earned that, even though it's Greg Pak. And I'll tell you even why. I uh, recently read an interview with Greg Pak. And even off the page, right on the page, the words, his excitement just jumps off the page. There's no question in my mind that Greg Pak right now is thrilled to be writing Superman and is excited about his upcoming story, which starts in Action Comics number 41 with this new story where Lois Lane has outed him and uh, he no longer has the costume on. He no longer has his superpowers. He has this sort of flare thing. And they showed us a few pages from this and I didn't you know, it was out of context. And I know what they're trying. It's like they're trying to tell us, look, he's a really badass, but he has to, you know, he has to handle these situations without his superpowers now. Okay. I get that. I get it. Okay. I get it. And reading the article, the interview with Greg Pat, you really feel that you feel his excitement about what's coming up. And to be honest, like I've said, I have liked, uh, for the most part, what Greg Pak has written. I loved his new introduction of Lana Lang. And then as soon as he gets her established as an independent uh, great character, you know, she hooks up with uh, John Henry Irons and uh, becomes a mushhead. I am rambling. I understand that. But what I'm getting to is Greg Pak and this new look again Superman, which is not a new look, but it is. He's got the t-shirt on and action is 41. We'll explain why he again has the t-shirt, uh, why he's not wearing the glasses, why he's well, because he's not Clark Kent anymore. He's been outed. So back to the interview. So the interview with Greg Pak, I understand his excitement, but one line he says, or not one line, but one little thing that he's point that he's getting across is the point that I've heard before from other writers that Superman is too hard to write for because he's too powerful. 
So Greg Pak says, I'm very excited about this depowered Superman because now he can be hurt. He can be injured. We don't need a supervillain to threaten his life, to put his life in jeopardy. And that makes it exciting. Well, no, it doesn't. I'm calling a little BS on this. Probably a lot of BS. This whole concept that Superman is too hard to write for because he's too powerful. No, no. And if you think he's too hard to write for, then go write for Wolverine or, or you know, Reed Richard or somebody who isn't. Go write for Batman. Go write for somebody else. Superman is as much science fiction as he is action-adventure. And when you lose that part of him, I think you lose part of the essence as much as the Clark Kent learning from the Kents, which apparently this guy hasn't learned either from the excerpt I saw. Uh, Nobody that that Ma and Pa Kent raised would act this way, think this way, talk this way. Uh, it, It just wouldn't happen, powers or not. And the beauty, the absolute beauty of Superman is his power levels. And if you think he's too hard to write for, tell that to Jerry Siegel and Carrie Bates. And the list goes on and on. And I say Jerry Siegel. And people will say, well, the creator created him as, you know, uh, could, could stand a cannon shell, but it would hurt and it would knock him back. He couldn't fly. He would just be able to jump over buildings, etc., etc. Yes, true. The Golden Age Superman, and that lasted for about a year and a half. Unless, by the, before 1940, he was pretty much at full strength. He was flying. He had x-ray vision, telescopic vision, some of his powers. He could see through things. He could see great distances. He could fly. He could pick up this. He could stop trains. Uh, he was traveling into space under his own power. So the Golden Age Superman that, that people talk about so much is terrific, and I love that guy too. I love that era of Superman. I love those first 35 or 40 issues of uh, Superman of both action comics and then Superman, but actually by almost by the time he gets his own comic by Superman number one, he's got the power. So I am calling BS on that. You can write great, creative, wonderful stories with a guy who is the most powerful man around. And like I said, in the Silver Age, he could fly through the time barrier under his own power. And, yeah, some will be hokey, the physics, this and that. But fun, 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 great stories. So, as I said, I have not read Action Comics 41. I'm saying I don't like the the crew cut, the buzz cut. I don't like the fact that Lois has outed him. I think that's a hard thing to come back from. It's going to be hard to see how Greg Pak puts the toys back in the box before he leaves and before the next writer comes on. How do you come back from outing Superman as Clark Kent in continuity? They're going to have to figure that out somehow. So that's the ride we're going to go on for the next year. And I say that because, uh, yes, I'm going to keep reading. 
I have uh, subscriptions to both Action Comics and Superman Comics through the year 2015. So I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm you know, for better or worse, uh, I'm here. And uh, I think it's going to be... I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. I hope it's wonderful. And I hope they get it together on Superman. Because I'm talking right now, Greg Pak is writing for Action Comics. And the best stories so far have come from Greg Pak. And the backup stories, when Grant Morrison was doing Action Comics, the backup stories by Sholly Fish were absolutely on the money. So... Uh, I'm not totally bad-mouthing the new 52, but overall, I'm not pleased with what DC has been doing with Superman. I don't know. I hope this story takes us somewhere. Uh, I heard Scott, uh, Scotty V, I think, of the Superman homepage, thinks that's what's happening, that this story is because he got rid of the costume, because all the things that have happened to him, They're depowering him to take us on this road to get us back to a more traditional classic Superman. Scotty V, from your lips, buddy, to uh, Greg Pak's ears, I guess. (laughs) I hope. I hope. I want to see Superman again. And and not just the costume. It, it, It is not just the costume. It's not even just the power level. Like I say, I've known many different Supermen over the, over the course of my Superman reading career. I have known Superman to have many, many different powers uh, and many things happen to him. A lot of time it was red kryptonite that either took away his powers or gave him different powers that he had to deal with. And I have no problem with that. It's not change that we have a problem with. And I'm sure Superman fans that are feeling the way I do about being angry or upset at DC now. It's not that we're upset about change. We're upset for a large part because it looks like DC doesn't know what the hell to do with Superman. And then there's no editorial direction. There's no oversight. There's no focus. Now, hopefully with Greg Pak getting some longevity here, We'll start to see something like we've seen with the Batman title and Scott Snyder over there, where they pretty much left him alone, but he's been writing good stories, I understand. I haven't been reading Batman for quite a while, but I understand that those stories are just doing really well. So maybe if Greg Pak is here on action long enough and he gets a chance to really tell us some good stories, uh, because also Aaron Cooter is doing a decent job on the artwork, um, it's consistent. It's clean. Uh, it, it's got a nice look to it. So action comics, I'm not quite as worried about. Superman, on the other hand, is still a mess. And it almost to me now doesn't matter what writer you bring in because the Jeff John story was decent. But the artwork to me just makes that a, a three out of five best at tops. It just... It just left me cold. I just don't like that artwork at all. So we'll see now what's happening with the crew cut guy. Is that going to carry over to Superman and Justice League as well? I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking of also reading Justice League, but my comic book reading of DC is changing drastically. Um, As of June 1st, right after Convergence, actually, as soon as Convergence ended, uh, I'll no longer be buying paper copies 
of uh, current DC Comics. The only DC Comics paper-wise that I'll be getting will be Superman and Action because I have a subscription to them. Anything else that comes out, I'll be checking the trades maybe down the road. But I'm just not going to be reading monthly DC uh, current comics anymore. Uh, You gave me a jump-off spot, DC, and I'm taking it with most things. Uh, I will probably look at a couple of titles that are interesting. I'm not saying that DC is just totally, it's just my attitude right now. It almost doesn't matter how good this new story is uh, from Greg Pak and company. Uh, You just haven't, you know, given me the, I think Michael Bailey said it. You just haven't earned my trust yet. You haven't earned that, which tells me jump on board. Come on, this is going to be a fun ride. And the excerpts you've seen, the look you've seen, might intrigue people outside who don't like Superman. And if those are the people you're going for, I don't get it. I just don't understand why you would actually say, you know, there's a bunch of people out there that don't like Superman because he's a big blue Boy Scout and he has a red cape and he wears red trunks and and he flies around helping people in a bright blue suit. And he's super powerful and nothing can hurt him and he can fly through space and he can go to other planets and he can do all these wonderful things. But we don't want any of that. We want to take all of that away and let him ride around on a motorcycle cussing a lot. (laughs) Oh, gee. So anyway, DC, I don't know where you're going to take us on this ride, but Uh, I'll be reading Action Comics uh, probably next week. Um, So we'll see. And I'm, I wish I could say I'm looking forward to it, but I just really don't care for the look. So it's almost secondary now where the story goes, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Conflicted. I think J. David Weeder, the awesome J. David Weeder on Facebook said, conflicted. And I think that's just the perfect word for my feelings now. I really want it to be good. I want it to be good. Because there are people who might be jumping on to Superman, Action Comics and Superman for the first time, either because of a John Romita Jr.'s name or uh, all the all of the controversy and publicity that's been going on around the net about the new look. So... There's going to be people who are jumping on for the first time, possibly reading Superman. And for them, I want it to be good. But more than good story, I want it to be a good Superman story. And there's a difference, DC, between just a good story about a guy and a good story about Superman. The next Superman comic that someone picks up might be their first Superman comic. Let's hope they're reading about the real guy. He's not just one of the good guys. He's the good guy. And some of the best stories are told when he has all of that power and chooses to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. So make sure that Superman is flying tonight and returning to our silver screens Comic book characters never grow old. Evergreen heroes whose stories are told. Of the red-sequined cowboys who sing of the plains. Of roundups and rustlers and home on the range. Turn on the TV and shut out the lights. 
because Superman is flying tonight. Sometimes you dream, sometimes it seems there's nothing there at all. You just seem older than yesterday, and you're waiting for tomorrow to call. You draw to the curtains, and one thing's for certain.
of this talk about a depowered Superman started me thinking about all the times or all the stories I could think of in my own little pea brain of uh, the stories where Superman either didn't have his powers or they were changed or whatever. And as I started thinking, I realized, you know, one of my favorite Superman stories of all time features a Superman without any superpowers. For most of the story, anyway. What? You say? But Bob, you just spent, like, you know, 20 minutes talking about how you hated the fact that they're taking Superman's powers away from him. Yes. But context, dear listener, context. The story I'm about to tell you took place in one issue that cost a dime. The story they're about to tell us is probably going to take no less than six and probably eight to ten issues at four bucks or five each. Little different. Anyway. One of my favorite stories, Superman stories of all time, features a Superman without his superpowers. And that's Superman number 141 from September 1960. I was eight years old when I read this for the first time. And trying to remember the emotions is difficult, you know, now to think back that far ago. How could I have possibly felt? But rereading this, certain panels jumped out at me, and I'm sure I felt pretty much the same then as I did reading it now. Maybe even a little more emotional. It's hard to tell, to, to, to remember. But Superman number 141 uh, actually covered date November of 60, 1960. It was released sometime in September of 1960. And the story was written by the great Jerry Siegel, art by Wayne Boring. Stan Kay was the inker. Superman was warned of a, a menace in space approaching Earth, so to go out in space and take care of this mission. During that process, Superman is knocked back in time and space and winds up in the solar system of his former planet, Krypton. There's the red sun, there's the planet, flying towards it. He barely makes it to uh, Earth or to Krypton, lands to, on Krypton, before his powers fade under the, under the red sun, and he becomes a normal human being. Eventually, he finds his way to uh, a, a city where they're actually shooting a movie, and it's a space movie, a futuristic movie, and his costume, with his, with his Superman costume on, he's mistaken for one of the extras. And uh, is, is, is told to get over there with the rest of them and blah, 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 become part of the scenery. He becomes part of the, the Krypton movie. So he becomes a little actor there. Uh, and he gets paid. And not only does he get paid, now he's got some money, got a little, you know, currency to go around. But he also sees for the first time the star of the movie, Lila Laurel, or Lila Laurel, actually. Laurel. Lila is a beautiful blonde actress. And uh, Superman is kind of smitten with her right away. A little thing happens, blah, blah, blah. He saves the day quickly. Even without his powers, he thinks quickly. 
And uh, uh, next thing you know, he's getting to meet her and they become pretty, you know, during the course of the movie, uh, they become uh, an item. Actually, the the producer or the director of the movie says, uh, okay, we're going to cut for today, blah, blah, blah. Go about to the parties tonight and please wear your costume. If you wear your costumes out, I love the way the writers wrote in, you know, an excuse of how Superman can logically keep his his Superman costume on throughout the story. But uh, the, the movie people say, keep your costumes on and we'll pay you some extra money. So, of course, Superman does that. He keeps it on. And later he gets to meet his own parents before they were married. They're dating. So, obviously, before he's born, they, they he meets... Uh, Jor-El and uh, Lara, his parents. Anyway, the story goes on, and, and he has all of these adventures on Krypton with his father, with his mother. He falls in love with Lila, the actress. But knowing that, you know, he has to leave the planet uh, before it explodes, he keeps his distance from her. But then things happen so that he realizes now his escape plan is not going to work. He cannot get off the planet now. So he has resigned himself to the fact that he, like the other people of Krypton, will die when it explodes. Seeing that he's going to die, he sees no reason to not pursue his uh, uh, relationship with the lovely Lila Laurel. They actually attend the wedding of Jorel and Lara together, and then eventually they agree they're going to get married themselves. Other things happen with the relationship with Jor- with Jorel, Lara, Superman, and and Lila become quite a foursome actually, uh, hitting all the hot spots in town. Things happen. Famous things happen. Uh, but as then the story progresses, they go to shoot the movie again to get back on, on site to begin shooting again. And in one of the scenes, a, a fire-breathing animal is trapped inside uh, the prop rocket where Superman is supposed to be working the fake controls. And this creature gets loose and actually shoots the rocket, its fire breath become, turns the rocket into a real rocket, shoots it into space, and uh, Superman is launched into space accidentally as he is about to marry his uh, lovely just before the wedding and their last scenes and stuff together. So he's off in space. It's very emotional of him looking out the window. These scenes, the Wayne Boring artwork is just incredible. Showing these scenes as he looks out the door with a broken heart, deciding he had, you know, uh, he had literally told himself he was ready to die uh, and had fallen madly in love with this woman. And now, abruptly, he is taken from them and the planet, and he's up in space, and... Uh, flies back through time to Earth as Krypton explodes. So once he gets back into the future, which would really the present, gets back into the present, 
he realizes that all of that was in the past. It, it was just like some sort of a dream, but it really did happen. This was not like DC did so many times called an imaginary story. This happened in canon of that time period. He actually went back in time, actually met uh, and talked to his parents before they were married, had a romance, became a movie actor, had a romance, was about to be married, resigned to the fact he was going to die shortly in the great explosion that kills everyone on Krypton but himself and the bottle city of Kandor and Supergirl and Krypto. But very, very touching, emotional story. And then, of course, he flies back to the present, gets his powers back under the yellow sun, flies back and uh, resumes his life. Incredible story from 1960. And uh, I love the fact that it was a three-part, three-parter, one story, one issue, 26-page story. And it all took place in one wonderful, wonderful story. I highly recommend it. It's been reprinted everywhere. It is one of the uh, stories that does get reprinted in anywhere they reprint collections of greatest stories ever told. This one does. It's from 141, Superman number 141, Superman's Return to Krypton by Jerry Siegel. So this is 1960, boys and girls. And Jerry Siegel created him in 1936. Or 19, actually 34. Refined him to 36, sold him in 38, and was published in 38. So from 1938, officially published Superman by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. In 1960, 20-some years later, he's writing a story. That is just incredible. And Jerry Siegel went on to write uh, into the Silver Age, into the 60s. Something interesting, by the way, the artwork. I love this artwork. It's Wayne Boring artwork. It's just really, really, really terrific. Some of Wayne Boring's best is in this story. But something interesting, last year uh, for uh, Christmas, my wife gave me the uh, Superman dailies. From 1960 to 63, I think. I think that's the time on them. But anyway, this story was not reprinted in the dailies, but retold in the dailies. And it's almost word for word, balloon for balloon, caption for caption, the identical same story, but told in uh, three or four panels at a time over many days in black and white, but drawn by the great Kurt Swan. It's wonderful. I actually scanned it so I could actually see it and zoom in on it. And it is incredible to see, uh, to see this. One of my favorite stories of all time, originally drawn by the great Wayne Boring, also drawn in black and white for the dailies. Same story, told by Kurt, uh, drawn by Kurt Swan. Oh, for the day. I love it. I love it. Where else but comic books, right? So a terrific story. I urge everyone to read this story, find it. It's been, like I say, it's been reprinted uh, everywhere. So good stories can be told whether he has superpowers or not. 
In this case, even back in time on the planet Krypton, he kept the classic Superman suit on and they justified it within the story. <laughs> uh, I love it. And so we'll see what happens in the new one. But for now, thanks for listening. It's a beautiful world, right? Superman is based on the original character appearing in Superman magazine and action comics. Superman copyrighted DC Comics. Superman created, of course, by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. here <laughs> well i told you it was a little unusual it was unscripted uh even for me but if you've made it this far
Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. But I thought I would let you know how to take part in this conversation with me. I really would love to hear from you. And let me know what you think. One way to do that is email, bob at supermanforever.com. Another way is by using email, record a little question or a comment, and send that in your email, and I'll play that on the air. By all means, get in touch, bob at supermanforever.com. You can also join our Facebook page, Superman Forever podcast page. I'm also on Facebook. So check us out. Join the conversation. I really, really would like to hear from you. And if you get a chance, leave an iTunes review. If you're a subscriber and you're on iTunes and that's how you get us, uh, leave an iTunes review. I'm going to check them. I have uh, only checked them once and I understand they're important. (laughs) So by all means, if you like the show, take a few seconds, go over and just say, say hi. I appreciate it. So next time we get back on track again and we'll get to uh, go back to my roots, actually. And uh, we're going to talk about some of my favorite of the black and white episodes in the Adventures of Superman TV show. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot.